And welcome to Tame Your Talent, your podcast. Brad J, your host, a 20-plus, 20-some-odd-year uh, action sports announcer. Also for the NBA and Major League Baseball, the Olympic Games, all that good stuff. I'm your host. Good to be hanging out with you, man, on your Christmas Eve Eve, being that it is the Thursday, the 23rd of December show, and I'm hanging with you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. From me, Brad J, man. Uh, God, my radio show is on. I'm on tonight. Uh, you can tune into that, but then I'll be off uh, Friday and Saturday. So my, no radio show for me on those two. But if you want to check out my show tonight, uh, Classic Rock, it's on tap 7 p.m. till midnight uh, will be the show. And that is on KTYD.com. If you're in Santa Barbara, you get it on your FM dial at 99.9. But if you're not in Santa Barbara or Ventura, you can tune in at KTYD.com. Com. There you go. Tonight, 7 p.m. West Coast time. I am on the air bringing you that classic rock. All right. Hope you are getting ready for Christmas. All that good stuff. Uh, did you get all your Christmas presents? Did you do that? Are you one of those people that shops and gets all the, sh- the, the presents way early? I'm not that way. See, the deal is my wife is always in that way. She's like, OK, time to get presents. It's November 1st. And I'm like, that's not how I roll. Brad J doesn't roll like that. Um I always just say, can you put my name on the package and just say it's for me? Because, look, every time that I try to get involved in the whole Christmas thing, my wife loves Christmas so much that she's going to make the calls. So I found out a long time ago, dude, let her make the calls, man. Let her pick what she likes and what she wants to get as presents. In the long run, the kids are going to be happy. (laughs) They're going to get stuff they wanted. And uh, there you go. So I always just say, put my name on that package. And then I started finding out there's there's packages she doesn't put my name on it, just hers and not mine to the kids. Now, why would mine not be on all of them? And then I found out it's like some girl products or something like that. And okay, I get it. You don't have to put my name on that stuff. All right, so there you go. Uh, shopping pretty much done. Regifting a few items. See, as a professional announcer, you get items. Like you get shirts and jackets and things and sometimes it's okay to re-gift those package those up if you're not going to wear them and they're brand new give them away so people always expect that kind of stuff out of me there you go so (laughs) re-gifting all right um i was watching something on tv the other day about the whole porch pirates thing now i've never had a package stolen so i don't know what that's like to have a package stolen within the in the era of Amazon nowadays where everything gets delivered, that's just kind of trippy that people actually just like follow Amazon trucks around and steal the stuff. Like that's just weird, man. People go way too far. And then with people having ring doorbells and stuff like that, and that one dude who does like the glitter bombs when you steal the package and the glitter bomb goes off, like that's the kind of stuff that should deter people, especially with like ring doorbells. Everyone's got a camera. Why? You're going to really risk it? But I do enjoy some of those videos where the where the porch pirates get caught. So there you go. Xmas shopping there on that. Um, uh, I want to talk about dad's presents for a second here. Wait a minute. I uh, used to always get my dad um, back in the day when I was a kid. I'd get him like a model. Like not a model like person. Like a model airplane or a model car. And he would always get it and he would look at the package and he'd be all, well, that looks like a lot of work. You want to put that together for me? And I, you know, I got time, Dad. I'll do that for you. So it came with a joke that I, 
I started like giving my dad presents that I would get to do. <laughs> and it became like a thing. So every year I'd get him like a, oh, here's a, a model of a tank from World War II. You want to put that together? He goes, nah, you can do that, Brad. So he'd give it to me. And I would do it. And there you go, dad presents. So I, I feel like nowadays all I get is socks and uh, candy. And the, one of the things that I want to bring up is the chocolate orange. Okay. Look, man, nothing. I don't like chocolate oranges. You know, the round ones, right? Where you like, you bang them on, you bang them on a surface and they, they're like little orange slices, but it's chocolate. You know what I'm talking about? They make them in raspberry too, which is another absolutely crappy taste. I, I don't want chocolate and orange combined. I don't want raspberry and chocolate combined for that matter. But chocolate oranges seem to be a thing. My family has gotten me has given me a chocolate orange for Christmas. I swear, like 10 years in a freaking row. And finally, last year, I'd had it. I told them, I go, stop it, you guys. I don't like these things. I always just, I mean, I smile. And, oh, this is great. And I take it, and it sits in the cabinet, and no one touches it, right? Because no one wants a chocolate orange. So stop giving chocolate oranges out, people. Don't buy those things. It's a racket, man. I'm going to tell my kids, please stop, you guys. I don't like them. Oh, Papa, we thought you'd love those. We give them to you every year. I know you do, but I've never liked them. So there you go. I'm not a fan of the chocolate orange, okay? I mean, once again, it goes back to fruit and chocolate. I just am not a fan. I, if you are, that's cool. If you're weird about that stuff, that's fine. But I'm not that way. Chocolate oranges, no. Raspberry God, maybe, but no, still no. Okay, stop it. Jeez, chocolate oranges suck. Uh, latest, uh, so I try not to look at the news very often, right? So I, I went on my Apple News and, and man, what is this Omnicron thing? Okay, this is getting out of control now. Everyone's talking about Omnicron. And it's like, I can't get a fucking straight answer out of anyone on what is Omnicron and what it's all about. Like, it, it's not... All I know is this. Last couple of years, I did no winter events because COVID shut down pretty much all the live industry of, of you know, doing events. So it was gone, right? So this year, all of a sudden, I got a full bill, man. I'm doing all the events I did. I'm doing... I'm working for the U.S. Snow, ski and snowboard team, do, doing three events for them, doing the dude tour, doing X Games, getting hired for the Olympics. Like, you go back to last winter, I didn't have any of those. You go back to the winter before that, I didn't have any of that stuff. It was gone. Like, that stuff disappeared. And so then I start seeing the Omnicron there. Well, it's not as dangerous as this and this and this, and it's not as bad and blah, blah, blah. But yet we're going to shut everything down again? Like, can we stop this? At some point... We're going to have to just get along and and move forward. But this whole like, man, I don't even want to get into it. You know, I just being in California. Look, I'm not a fan of this state anymore. I've, I've grown up, born and raised in California, lived elsewhere, you know, lived in Maui and places like that. But always loved California. But I'll tell you what, it's growing thin on me with all the lockdowns and the crap that's going on all the time. I'm lucky I live in a situation where I'm far away from everything and I can just do my own thing on the beach, go ride my mountain bike, go surf, 
and do that. But I'll tell you what, I'm getting sick of it. I'd like to keep working. Can we stop it now? And can we just focus on moving forward? Because I don't even know what's going to happen with Beijing. I mean, contracts are signed and everything's looking good. So I'm just kind of, everyone's going, are you going to Beijing? I go, I, yeah, I should be. So I'm, I got my credentials. So I've signed a contract. So there you go. That's enough about crapping on that and the chocolate oranges. I think I've said enough on that. All right, let me talk about this. As a professional announcer, you got to juggle sometimes. You got to juggle work gigs. And then you got to pick, like, what has priority. Like, as a freelance professional announcer for over 25 years, something like that now, I've had to, like, okay, what's what's best for me? What's best for my career? What's best for my family? Maybe it's not necessarily the best payout, but there's a lot of factors that go into when you take a job and then you, you know, diss another one or you just don't take the other job or what and what goes into it. And I came into that situation uh, this year, actually. Uh, first week of December, there was scheduled a, a surfing event was scheduled and I worked for, you know, a major, I work for the Olympic Organizing Committee for Surfing. I work for them and I do events for them. But also, this event was pretty much opposite a snowboarding event, which was an Olympic qualifier. So one of the things that I always do is I prioritize my events kind of on, not all of them, but a little bit on Olympic years. Because now, I was doing a lot of surf events last year and the year before because those were qualifiers leading up to the Olympics in Tokyo. But once the Olympics in Tokyo, once I went out there and did the Olympics in Tokyo and I was all done, then that it's not surfing is not an Olympic year. So I try to prioritize snowboarding because snowboarding is an Olympic year this year. So snowboarding and free skiing becomes a priority because of the fact that they have Olympic qualifiers all the way through and I'm doing the Olympic Games. So for me to be able to go through all these Olympic qualifiers in the U.S. and then go to Beijing and then do the Olympics and do snowboarding for TV out there in Beijing, that's pretty cool because where else do you get that opportunity to be able to be at all these qualifiers and then be at the final show, which is the Olympic game. So that's a pretty cool thing that I'm fired up on. And so I was worried about it that I saw the surfing event. I saw the snowboarding event. They're opposite each other. I was a little nervous on what to do, but then the side of me said, you know what? I'm going to wait until the surf guys get a hold of me, but I've got to take Olympic snowboarding, it's an Olympic year. And I try to prioritize because I'm a huge fan of the Olympics. I always have been since I was a little kid. And I've done six Olympics so far. So it's a big thing to me. So I prioritized to do that. And I was waiting for the email saying so I could actually let the person down. Say, hey, look, I'm not going to be able to do the surf event. I got to concentrate. It's an Olympic year. I'm doing all the qualifiers. But that phone call never came. Never came. So... That person finally got a hold of me and said, oh, yeah, we're taken care of. We have somebody else for the event, so we don't need you for that event. So I thanked him and said, oh, thank you so much. I didn't tell him that, you know, I was going to come. I was already committing to doing snowboarding, but I was just waiting for them to ask me because I don't want to jump the gun. Right. And they never did ask me. So you never know. So did I make the right decision? I feel like I did because now I'm doing all the Olympic qualifiers and snowboarding in the U.S. before the Olympic Games. And then I do the Olympic Games. So I have a vested interest. I'm there the whole time seeing all the events. So sometimes you got to pick which one it is. And probably for me, the best way, if it's an Olympic year, is try to pick the sport that I'm going to be representing doing TV for. And if I'm doing TV for snowboarding, which I'm doing TV for all of snowboarding in Beijing. Uh, so for me, that's the priority right there. So 
sometimes you got to pick the right ones and sometimes you got to pick the, the ones that make the most sense to you. And sometimes I've had to pick jobs where you know that there's more than one job a year. It's one thing if it's a one-off and you're doing one job for this company and that's it. But if you're doing multiple events in a year, you got to think about that too. You know, you have to think about, I try to look at, back in the day I would look at, okay, what do I make out of ESPN? And I'd come up with a bottom dollar. Like you make this per year from ESPN. And then I'd be all, okay, what do I make from US ski and snowboarding? You make this per year out of them. And then you can kind of take that year and look at it and see, okay, well, who's the biggest contributors to helping me, you know, raise my family, pay my mortgage and all that stuff. Well, and that's how you, you kind of need to pick it. Like depending on what the job is. And sometimes you got to take a little less. Sometimes I've been offered more money to do something else, but I had to take the other job because it's a qualifier. It's Olympics. You know, I want to keep with it throughout the whole year. So you never know what you got to pick. It's just sometimes juggling when you are a freelance announcer, you got to make that right decision. And sometimes your gut instinct is the best way, but you also got to look at the outcomes when you do that too, as well. So there you go. Breaking it all down for you. Hey, subscribe to my YouTube page, Tame Your Talent on YouTube, behind the scenes exclusive. And you know, with me going to Beijing, there's going to be so much content on that darn YouTube page that you're going to be the, the person knowing this way ahead of time. So subscribe on my Tame Your Talent YouTube page. And uh, of course, you can follow me on all social media fronts, Brad J A Y M C. That's Brad J A Y M C on all social media fronts. That's going to do it. Tame Your Talent, the podcast. A very, very Merry Christmas to you and uh, yours from uh, your buddy Brad J. That's going to do it. Tame Your Talent right there for your Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.